Hi, and welcome back to Silly Breakfast. We were on a brief hiatus, but we are back and full of action and full of talk, ready for you. So let's get going with what you got. So I'm just going to start. So the break was because of me. I'm not going to go deep into why, but uh, it just was. Um, But pretty much I'm going on a health kick, but that's not my what you got. My what you got is, you know, essentially... Boston are now the only city to ever have two sports teams lose to an eight seed in seven games. So after years of success, we are now being met with kicks in the dick and we're trying to maintain some levels of success while we're doing it. You know, we still have these really good teams. The Bruins just had an unbelievable season. Celtics made it to the Eastern conference finals lost in seven after, you know, an epic comeback, which we'll touch on in a little bit, but, it's just sad seeing like, you know, we've, we've seen, we, we had 20 years of just like these teams just excelling and uh, obviously led by the, the Pats and the Sox and everything. But uh, that was, they're kind of the dominant, more dominant teams in that run, but we've had really good teams and we just can't seem to get over the hump in hockey and basketball right now. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my, what you got for the day. What do you got, John? So, yeah, no, I mean, it's been, um, a devastating five years since since we've had a championship parade in Boston. Um, the duck boats my, are growing rust. The duck the duck boats, yeah, they're they're yeah, it's they're they're not doing great. Um, but it kind of hinges on on Maddie's uh, uh, what you got. But mine is that I believe that we are now in the era of the curse of Tom Brady. Tom Brady retires. The Patriots are 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 or just not even retires, just leaves the team. The Patriots are cucka. The Celtics have blown. They've had a great team for five or six years at this point, and they just have come up short in the finals, in the Eastern Conference finals. The Bruins are fool's gold. They win the championship, or the champ, what was it, the President's Trophy, President's Cup, and get blown out. They looked like dog shit for the last four games of that series. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady leaves, and so does all our success. Um, the Red Sox are are either they they've been in last place so many of the last couple of years. So um, I don't know if this is the new curse of the Bambino or the Goat Curse, the Chicago Goat Curse. I don't know. We'll see um, how long it is until we win our next title. But I am personally five years is too long. I'm devastated. I don't know how I'm going to carry on. Uh, we are we are long suffering fans at this point, right? It's it's. I mean, yeah. Some people go their whole lifetimes, but I'm just I'm so hungry for those championships after seeing all four of the major sports franchises in Boston win in my in like a perfect time in my life too. Like I was old enough to celebrate the Bruins, the Celtics, the, the all the Pats ones, the Red Sox ones, but I I, I crave that feeling. I need more of it. Yeah. All right, Tyler, what you got? I got babies. Um, you know, this is, I, I really have two, but um, we have our first podcast guest here and it's uh, this little one who's had a stomach bug for, for a few days. And, uh, and I think someday she's going to be an Olympic athlete. So we can officially say that she is an Olympic athlete, that we have an Olympic athlete on the pod. I don't know if she's going to say anything right now. Oh yeah, she's giving us. She's blowing some raspberries there, but um, 
beyond that, uh, you know, the next we're getting out of out of sports season. Really, we're getting into the finals, but us Boston sports fans really don't care about who wins Denver, Miami, or Florida, Las Vegas. But uh, my what you got is binge TV's season. It's uh, the time when it rains out and you're able to catch up on all the shows that you want to watch. Um, it was a beautiful weekend, but I was stuck inside with the creature that I'm holding right now. And, uh, and I was binging Succession, which is a fantastic show. And I still haven't finished oh, yeah. it, but I know who wins. And it kind of feels like it, it, I, the way that I'm describing it is I knew the Titanic was going to sink but I got to figure out all the stuff in between. Just, yeah. Gotcha. I like that, it. Well, that's... it's a, you know, that's, it's, it's for me, it's already on the Mount Rushmore after, you know, the finale and everything it's on the Mount Rushmore of four shows. Maybe that's something we can talk about some TV uh, in, in the off season when we just have the socks and golf and stuff like that. We can get more into the pop culture world and we can uh, some, talk about some TV shows. Cause I've been watching a lot of TV myself. So uh, I, I, I hear you, man. All right, well, let's move on. So before we get into the Celtics and what happened with them this Easter Conference Finals, we're going to just go on and each come out with our prediction for the finals. So the finals start tonight. So tonight's Thursday. You're going to hear this tomorrow, Friday. But uh, so a game's already going to happen by the time you hear this. But who knows? It could could go in one of our favors. But my pick I'll just go first. Uh, I have Denver in six. Um, I honestly think Denver is good enough to beat them in four or five, but this Miami Heat team are just dogs, and they have at least they'll have at least two games where they shoot lights out from three. Like all the all those undrafted players just shoot lights out, and they will win. In my opinion, they will win at least two games. All right, what do you got, John? I unfortunately, I I would like the Nuggets to win. I I think Jokic um, deserves the ring. I uh, you know he's an excellent player. And that'll just further pad his his um, resume. But I'm gonna go Heat and seven. I just like like you said, Maddie. I think uh, I think the Heat are just they're dogs, and I think they just they really they really want it. I mean, Jimmy Butler has kind of transformed from this player that in early in his career that he you know he shot his way out of uh, Chicago. Then he went to Minnesota, had a tough time there and ended up in Philly for a season. And, didn't, you know, that didn't work out. And But just hearing what he said the other day, I think it was like the post-game interview was like, I don't care about the All-NBA first, the All-NBA teams. You can have that. Your defensive player of the year, your defensive teams. He's like, I just want a title. And I really think Butler can, can will the team to, you know, to, to seven games. I mean, they just beat – the Celtics who are a on paper, much better team than them. Um, I think Denver is a much well, better team Milwaukee than them on paper too. as well. Well, they beat, yeah, exactly. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. They they're literally going up against the three best records in the NBA um, to win their title. Um, and this, this kind of reminds who, me of, of this yes. kind of reminds me of the, the Colorado Rockies um of a few years ago when, when the Red Sox beat them, they won 23 straight on their way there and took down some real Goliaths at the time. But I just think they're going to run out of steam. Um, so I do think that they definitely could run out of steam. This was a pretty grueling series um, with the Celtics. But 
I don't know. I think they got the dog in them. I could be completely wrong. And, and like you said, Maddie, this season, this series could go Nuggets in four. I think the Nuggets are that good. I think Jokic is that good. I think Jamal Murray's been awesome. Um, but I don't know. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with the Heat. Heat and seven. Um, I think if those role players can continue playing like they have been and they were consistently good throughout the series of the Celtics, then they definitely stand a chance. I don't think they're going to sweep or anything like that, but who knows? They did it to the Celtics. They did it to the Bucks. two odds on favorites to win the title. And um, I don't know. So yeah, heat and seven. That's my, that's my pick. I don't like it, but that's my pick. All right, Tyler, what do you got? Let's uh, rewind a couple weeks ago to when we were, when the NBA playoffs were starting we were talking about the teams that we wanted to see win, and I said Denver. I'm sticking with Denver. I think Jokic is a transcendent player. I believe that he is going to go down in history as the best passing big man of all time if he's not already there. Um, Arvidas Sabonis had such a short career in the NBA that it's hard to gauge. But I'm going to go with Denver in five. I think Jimmy Butler has one game in him where he's going to go off. But beyond that, I, I really don't. Jimmy Butler's been playing like crap the last few games. Bam Adebayo on Jokic. I think that the hard part to quantify is that Jokic demands so much defensive attention, but his real talent is making everyone around him be better. And when he takes their best defender out of the paint and up onto uh onto the foul line extended he's only going to make his his teammate score a whole lot more and i think that they have a fun team kcp michael porter jr it's just fun all around i'm excited to see them win it absolutely awesome well let's uh rewind to uh the eastern conference finals here let's so briefly you know obviously the western conference finals nuggets just absolutely swept the Lakers and it was a little surprising to me, honestly, but now that I've seen it, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> um, not like after watching the games, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. But so get into the Eastern conference finals, just to recap. So we go down three games. We look like absolute trash. And then apparently Al Horford has us go to top golf <laughs> and uh, has the team go the to town. top golf together. Yeah, they, uh, they watch the town or whatever, and it kind of stirs something in the team. So, you know, we come out game four in Miami and we win. You know, we come down, we were down a little bit, and we come back and win. And then game five, just, you know, real solid win. Game six is going to go down, would have gone down as one of the most notorious putbacks ever if had we won the series with Derek white and then game seven uh, Tatum gets hurt in the first play and no one has legs. No one, no one. Like, I think uh, in my, in my opinion, the, the best Celtic of the series was Derek white. He was the best defender in the series. Uh, He was the most probably consistent like shooter um, we had in those last four games. One of the strange game seven, at all at, at all like we we crept back into game seven a little bit i think we pulled it to within eight and that's because Derek white went like himself on like an 8-0 run and brought us back and then they just couldn't they couldn't do it and rob williams puking his guts out in between you know every time he's taken out of the game i guess he was 
deal with some sort of stomach bug. He's puking. Brogdon has one arm. It was a shit show. I mean, I'm not blaming it on injuries. I think the Heat deserved it. I mean, they outplayed us, but it was just like a real shitty, like the wind was taken out of the sails, like immediately. Tatum rolling his ankle like that is just like, all right. Brown just does not know how to dribble. Like, so it was, it was, it was a real. What do you have? Nine turnovers? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the anti star Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. What was that, Tyler? It was the anti star Eastern Conference Finals. It was uh, Derek White versus Caleb Martin. It was, yeah. It it had, there, obviously, the stars came out for one game at a time there, but really it came down to the role players and, and what they were doing and the ways that they were successful. I think it's strange just putting Boston kind of in a pretzel right now on what they're going to do with Brown, what they're going to do going forward. Um, you know, the, the old cliche, don't, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. Uh, I would, I, I game six gave me so much joy and I, that's, I, I, I'm so happy that that happened and that we got game seven out of it. Even if it meant that I got disappointed. If you ask me if I'd rather get swept or have that comeback and just absolutely get my taint caved in by, uh, by game seven, then I, I would take this over losing in four. I, I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I thought I thought I couldn't agree more. It was, it was a, I mean, it was a fun series. It was great, and I guess so. There was there's an athletic. I can't remember who wrote it, but I, I heard on the radio today there's an athletic story that came out today, which I haven't read. That kind of outlines what happened with the Celtic season and kind of the way the players re- they didn't they like don't dislike Missoula, but they didn't agree with the way he was coaching and. You know, like the whole Grant Williams thing, oh, he fell out of favor and the players like really thought Grant should have been playing more. And I guess after game three of the of the Heat series, Wick Grousebeck um, came to the locker room and basically told him to nut up and said, kind of laid into the team and was like, I've been building this team up for 20 years and like you guys need to grow some balls and play with some balls, which I think kind of, I, and I guess it left the room like stunned is what, what the article said is like, the players were just like, holy shit, like, okay. Like, so that had to count for something, but when it's coming from upper management like that, from the owner of the team, um, you know that there's, you know, you got to shake things up somehow. And Brad Stevens came out today and said that Joe is going to be the coach next year. So that's, that question has been answered immediately. Yeah. So what's, what's touching that? How do we, how do we feel about Maz coming back? I mean, personally, uh, I do think he, you know, made something of himself by coaching the way he did in those, you know, comeback games. I think he coached some pretty good games. Like he was calling timeouts at the right point, which is, you know, one of the biggest things we've been criticizing him for all year. And, uh, but the thing is, I just, the, I can't, I don't love the live and die by the three ball. And he said that's. That he pretty much said that's like it, that wasn't an issue for the Celtics, and it absolutely was. Like it's yeah, there's it no was. there's no doubt about it. Like yeah. we were playing a zone, and we didn't have a zone beater, which is when you put a guy at the foul line, like a Tatum or something like that, and you penetrate the zone, and then you kick out. We were just passing around the outline, shooting shooting bad shots. Like yeah. that is that's bad coaching. 
that is that's that's just straight up bad coaching. Like we he did he doesn't know how to break a zone. Like my dad coaches used to coach high school girls that could break a zone. Like it, it's not it's not ideal that your coach can't doesn't know how to play offense against a two three zone. Like and, you got to be able to and adjust. Like if you you know that's your philosophy. Sure, okay. But when they're taking that away from you, you gotta you have to adjust. You have to you have to switch your game up. Um, another part of the article was, I guess, like the players really wanted to lean on their defense and be defensive minded team and try to do that. But Missoula just wanted to do the three ball thing and shoot threes and analytics and you know you shoot enough threes are going to start going in. Um, I mean, I guess him coming back. In my opinion, like it they, is what it is. They did not. They said they stopped going in. They stopped going in game five. So they stopped going what? or game six, really. The, uh, the, the three balls stopped going in in, in game six. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah, they yeah. never and, came back. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And, and the whole thing with the with the, the three point thing is like, you know, statistically, like eventually they're going to start going in. You shoot enough of them. But like, no, they're not. Gonna, they're not. They're just not. When they're not going in, they're not going in. And it's something like the Celtics when they shoot 40% from three, then they win most of their games. And when they're not, Jalen Brown was like 16% from three in the series. That's, that's not, it's just atrocious. That's not okay. But with Missoula coming back, I mean, I think he's a good coach. I think he did. He did fine for what he was put, you know, the position he was put in. I do think that the Celtics need to bring in a veteran Kind of, I think Damon Sotomayor, like that would have been, I feel like, so perfect. Like a guy like that, he's an NBA like vet. Um, he can relate to the players, but they need to bring in like an older assistant coach. He was on the to, bench. He was. Well, then he went to Georgia Tech. I'm saying they shouldn't have let him go. That he, I feel like he would have been great to hire instead of Missoula. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. But bringing in like an like an established assistant coach, someone that'll that'll give the team shit, fire him up, you know, someone with a little, little panache. Frank little, Vogel. Frank Vogel is a name I heard. Um, who's the other ones? Uh, Silas is another one I heard. Like bring, for just someone, bring someone in. No, it wasn't Silas. He's the old guy. I can't remember the name. It starts with mess. Um, but someone who no, has si- a Silas bit... is the, was the Houston coach and he, he's oh, probably okay. going to be on the bench. I want the, year. I want the villain, Evan Turner. Evan ah, nice. Turner. Even Luke, cool. Luke Walton was like another Evan name Turner. that I heard today. Like Luke Walton, I know he's like didn't do great in, in, with the Kings, but I mean he was part of that coaching. Wasn't he part of the Warriors coaching staff in the early the early um, thing because he took over for yeah. Kerr for a yeah, while? Yeah, yeah, he, he was under Kerr. But he, even just he, someone he took who over knows for him for like most of the season. Right, Tatum right, might yeah, Tatum might Tatum might let him dog walk him around because of of his how much time he spent with Kobe. That is true. Just drinking a sweat. Yeah. Tyler, you have any thoughts on Missoula? I I'm really torn. I I think that the devil we know is is sometimes better than the devil that we don't. They say that they're gonna lose a lot of the assistant coaches, and I think that it's time for an overhaul. Eme, uh people want to follow Eme. People people forget that Eme brought that team. Uh, to the to the NBA Finals, but they were underperforming the entire season, leading up until the end there. And so, I, I think that there's some revisionist history about how great of a coach Eme really is. I think he's a great coach. I, 
I don't really see that his next stop is going to be some groundbreaking. I don't think he's going to bring Houston out of the doldrums. But if we're talking about Joe Missoula, they got to give him another shot. I think that the hard part is, is that when you have people that can't hit jump shots for several games, what are you going to do about it? If your team's not hitting jump shots, you what are you going to do? Make adjustments? They were driving. They were driving. The jump shots weren't falling. Tatum was playing like shit. Brown was playing like shit. And I think that the hard part is to conceptualize is what are you going to do when you have two Jekyll and Hyde superstars like the Celtics have? They have two guys that can go out and score 50, 60 on any given night. But the other, the next nights, they could have uh, eight turnovers and score under 20 points. Um, they can't dribble. But what are you going to do? I think Ime, the big thing, yeah. best thing with Ime is the players respected Ime. Like, they, like, I don't know, like, Ime held them accountable, you know, kind of called them out in public, so we need to play better, that whole thing. Missoula's doing the whole Belichick thing, like, poor... Abby Chin, who was interviewing Abby Chin, and, and or she was interviewing him, and he like sandbagged her with all these answers. And I was, don't do that to Abby Chin. Abby Chin is a, she's a treasure. But I think they respected Ime in a way that they don't yet respect Missoula. Like the players liked Ime Doka. Like Jalen Brown liked like, I mean, he talked about he's his favorite coach that he's ever had. So I mean, I think that's something that. Hopefully they can work on this off season and heading into next season is just Missoula commanding the locker room a bit more. And I know it's tough for him being a young guy, first time coach, but hopefully I think that is a big obstacle that they're going to need to um, get over if they want to take the next step. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the next big obstacle, which is the contract situations. So, Jalen Brown, um, due to making the All NBA team, can is eligible for the super max, which would be two hundred ninety five million dollars. Which means we would be giving him and Tatum, you know, if we are going to pay them both, you know, over half a billion dollars. And I'm really struggling with that idea. Um, especially the new CBA and everything and how they're trying to push for uh, against super teams and everything. And if you can win a title with, with two superstars only in general, because of how depleted your bench and role players will look in general, um, it's kind of tough to understand, I guess, but it's, it's tough to, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. Like, you know, we have these two guys that have brought us so much success, but not enough to the point where we're even satisfied because we all want championships and we've been close multiple times and we just haven't gotten over the hump. You know, we obviously were in the finals last year. We got to the Eastern Conference Finals again this year and lost in game seven. But, you know, like, do do we really think like I, I don't want to it's I never was one that wanted to break up the Jays, but like in the with the new. CBA coming out, like, can we afford to pay them both? Yeah, I I think that my opinion, it's not my money. And and at the end of the day, I understand that there are salary salary cap constraints, but 
you spend your entire career looking for two young superstars like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and you got lucky that you drafted them. At least from my standpoint, you have to roll the dice one more year. You have to pay Brown, and then you can trade him in a year if you wanted to. You can trade Tatum right now. The only way to break them up is that is to I think Brown's earned the supermax. Give him the money. Let him get paid. And uh and if he doesn't want to accept it and move on, let him lean on his morals and go elsewhere. But as far as I'm concerned, you have to roll it one more time. They've made it to three consecutive Eastern Con- Conference finals at least with with them and and one championship run in there and the oldest player is 26. I'll roll the dice one more time with him. Are we are we sure Jalen Brown is worth a supermax? You know, su- supermax is for superstars. He is not a superstar. He is going he's to be star, making. He's going to he's, be the highest he's, paid. He's player not a superstar in the NBA until the next supermax deal is signed, whatever. But there will be a time. There will there will be a moment in history where he is the highest paid player in the NBA in NBA history, which I think is wild to think about. I do not think he is that player. He's not um, he's not even a top 15 player in the NBA. No. I mean, I think he's probably 20 to 25, but yeah, I agree. He's not he I mean, sure, he got the accolade this year. He had a great season, and I think he's a great player. He's just not he's not consistent, but I kind of lean a little bit Tyler towards you. I mean, it's kind of just the way of the world, you know, the way of the league is that like these guys earn it. They are going to get, you know, they're going to get it most of the time. Um but I think, yeah, I mean, the team, they are so good. And it will be tough to structure a team around them, I guess. But I think that's going to be the way that the league goes. It's trending in that direction where you're going to sign two superstars and then you're going to have ancillary pieces that are not ideal. But I think with the new CBA, that's going to be how it has to be. If you want two superstars, you're going to have a shitty supporting cast or you're going to have a less than ideal supporting cast. So. I guess I'd lean towards give them the money. They're going to, they're going to give them the money. They're going to offer him a contract. I think it would be silly not to whether or not he takes it or he wants to go to Houston with Ime or I don't know. I mean, do we find a trade partner good enough? Like I've seen like Dame Lillard, you know, like a Dame Lillard Jalen swap or today I saw some crazy like John Morant for Jalen Brown and a bunch of other pieces. Um, Do you go that route? I don't know. But I think they'll pay him the money. I think we're pretty much going to roll it back, run it back, whatever the term the kids are saying these days. I, yeah, I think I think we're going to too. But I just, I I do wonder. Like, are, are we sure giving a non superstar the supermax is a smart move for the future of the team? I no. just don't know. It, no, it, it don't seems it seems is. like I don't think it is. seems kind of crazy. It seems a little crazy. Now, to me. who is the who is the player? If we're gonna if we're gonna go down that rabbit hole, we aren't gonna pay Jalen, and we do a sign and trade where we give him the max contract. He's definitely earned that, not the super max. But uh, we're gonna do a sign and trade with some other team. What is the piece that you want back? Consider that uh, you know some of the sign and trades that have been done in the past were Terry for. Terry, uh, was it Terry for Gordon? No, it was uh, Kemba for Gordon Hayward. Yeah. So 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I mean, a lot of people float around Atlanta as a team, like get a uh, DeJounte Murray and like another player, like, like AJ Griffin, John Collins type, uh, bring you know, some her, uh, what's it was, uh, yeah, get like, get sent him to Atlanta, get like a pick and DeJounte Murray and another role player. Um, like DeAndre was DeAndre Hunter. That's a guy. That's the role player on them. Yeah. Uh, I've seen would, that. Would you take around, like, the, would you take but, like uh, the, the number three pick from, um, from port was it, they have number three, right? The Portland no. pick for no, you don't think Kevin, one of those top guys? No. Cause that just means that if, we're going to get, we're going to get, what's his name from Alabama. Uh, Miller, Miller, yeah. He's a great player, but he also assist, allegedly assisted in the murder of, of, of somebody. I, I don't know if I sign up for that. Jalen Brown's a great guy mm. too. At the end of the day, would you take John Morant? No, I wouldn't. I, I don't want John Morant I think either. John Morant is super talented, but he can't get out of his own way. He is going to go the way yeah, of Gilbert I, I, Arenas. I, I worry about him. I worry about him, and uh, but like what the one the one thing that I was thinking, like say on draft night or whatever, say Charlotte doesn't pick Scoot Hender, uh, Scoot, and he falls to three. Like, do you trade Jalen Brown for Scoot, like Anthony Simons and uh, Shaden Sharp or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, I because I would, <laughs> I yeah. would do that. I would do that in a second. I don't yeah. think they give up because you get. I mean, you well if you know they have to give up a bunch for Jalen Brown, so yeah, I, would I do mean, that. I'd do it for. Yeah, I I guess that the trade that I'd be looking for and the one that I th- I think that you're going to lose Horford. I think I think he's going to end up retiring, which is unfortunate. His contract's up, but he could sign at the veteran veteran minimum. He's getting paid a lot of money right now. I would say that they need some veteran leadership. They need somebody to to reign. I've seen the Anthony Edwards rolled around a little bit too from Minnesota. Never would happen. (laughs) Anthony Edwards is better than Jalen Brown. But Anthony Edwards does not, is not happy in Minnesota. He's apparently very upset with the Minnesota leadership. Um, Give him to me. I'll take Anthony Edwards. Yeah, that that would. Uh, we we you would have to give up something with Jalen Brown. What about to get Green? Him. I've I've seen the the idea of getting Green from Houston in a straight up sign and trade, and he's a good young player. He averages twenty points. He's twenty one. He's a bad. We need a pat. We need more passers though. Like we need like yeah. people that can move the ball. That's why <laughs> like Scoot he, would be, he's he's like a singular fun. like offensive player. Yeah, Scoot, Scoot Scoot can pass Scoot. and score. Would you adopt him, Maddie? And like Anthony Simons, like getting getting more shooting, like uh, getting like the two of them. That that that's like the one thing that I saw that I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Like if if it were to somehow work out that way, but I just I don't really see it this year working out. So I think we are going to be rolling it back, and yeah, I think I think we'll see how the next year goes. I I can, I, I think moving on to like the next topic is like, you know, we're not going to have all three of white smart and Brogdon and the consensus that I've seen around the internet is that we're going to sell high on Brogdon because, you know, after the sixth man of the year, which might not be the worst idea just because he's really not a great passer. Uh, he's not like a passing guard uh, point guard. Um, but 
like do, do we would you who would you who would you guys pick out of those three like if you had to pick two out of three white and smart i think i like brogdon but he also might need like freaking tommy john surgery like his on his arm like he might even he might, who knows if he'll even be healthy for next year so that might be a tough one but i think you keep white i like what white did this the playoffs i like what he did in the playoffs last year when he wasn't in his head um and i think marcus smart like he's a leader good defender i mean he's marcus smart i mean you get what you get with him we, we know what he is at this point um so i think if possible, selling high on Brogdon. Even though I, I love Brogdon. I, th- I like what he brought to the team this year. He was fantastic. Um, and he took his role. I heard an interview with him where he said, like, you know, he was, a, he was a top pick. And he realized that, you know, a couple years into his career, I'm not a number one guy. I'm not going to lead a team. So he wanted to come to the Celtics and be that ancillary piece to help hopefully get the team over the top. And they were they were this close, but didn't didn't get there. What I guess I guess I want I want Smart to be a Celtic for life. I I just I feel like the the pieces fall right where they should. That Smart is a Celtic for the rest of his career. He continues the Green Goblin haircut that he he has on and off. He, I don't know. I I know that that he's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of Celtics fans, and he frustrates me a lot as well. But um, as far as I'm concerned, he is he is the he's the heart of the Celtics right now, and he will be in the future. Yeah, totally. He really is. I mean, he is the heart of the Celtics, and he has been for quite a while now. But uh, I, you know, it's just he's just going to be another year older, and is you know, it's just it's just a fact. Like, do, can you can you win a championship with him as your you know point guard? Like, do, or do you switch up? Do you like instead of playing small? Like, do you have Derek White start and have Jalen at the two, and then go if if we sign Horford to the minimum? Like, do you go like double bigs again? Which I don't think they will next year, for the most part. Um, like, I just don't really know what we do. I guess we'll just. I think we're just going to roll back with Smart and White and probably move on from Brogdon. But that's that's my thought at least. Yeah, there there's any number of six man of the year candidates kind of come from that pool of, of players that, um, that really get a high salary, but they're on teams that, that are underperforming or trying to get better. And I I think that you can find somebody that replicates something similar. We all know Grant's gone. He, there's no way he's coming back. And I did just think of an interesting trade that I would love to see the Celtics do. And that's ship Brown to Dallas for Christian Wood. That's it, Brown for Christian Wood. Christian Wood pieces, obviously, but yeah, I was going to say, like they don't really have enough players for us to be enticed by that. Big man and like uh, rebounds well. He fits into the Horford role that you want him to slide into at four. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I don't him, think him they have Jaylen enough for Brunson, us personally. Him and Jalen Brunson a year ago. If they maybe we can get Luca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know about that one, Tyler. I, 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 I can't. I don't think I can agree with that one. But uh, I do. Trade, I trade do Brogdon like him. But... Wood. 
yeah, Brogdon for wood makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, Brown for wood in like what, like six first round picks or whatever. Ten billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, let's 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 move on from basketball and uh, let's let's. Salty, I want you to t- talk to me about the Sox because I was obviously away for a little bit, so I just want to hear how 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 the boys are doing. <laughs> um, me- like so medium, like like they are they are red stake. They are they are they're hanging on. They're in last place right now. They're fighting with the Blue Jays for last place. I think they are one game above five hundred. Um, they won a couple games. I mean, they still they're still like winning series. I guess the NNA series against the Diamondbacks, but then they go on these slides. They they're losing. They lost two of the first three to the Reds um, this week, who are should not be losing to the Reds. I mean, the Reds are from a shit. And, and the, the craziest part is the shittiest division in baseball, or one of the is the NL Central, and we are getting like absolutely smoked by the NL Central. We got swept by the Pirates, two out of three, but from the Cardinals, who are who have been bad this season. Um, Milwaukee took two out of three from us, and now Cincinnati's taking two out of three from us, at, le- at the very least, if not sweeping us. I'm still holding out hope because they are still, like, te- they're in it. I mean, they're, they're, there's no catching Tampa. Tampa's, like, 41-18 and 18 or something like that, which is out of control. Um, but, I don't know, Chris Sale has been awesome. Um, his last, like, six or seven starts, he's been awesome, fantastic. And tonight I was listening to the game on the way home. And he had like six strikeouts through two innings or something like that. So he's been, he is returned to form. If he can stay healthy and he can kind of fire up the rest of the club, we're getting Duval back soon. We're getting, um, who's the other one there? Um, the shortstop, uh, Yu Chang is coming back soon. Um, this, the off season, the, the shortstop we got, um, Mondesi is coming back at some point soon. So we are getting some help. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm still holding out hope. I'm still holding out hope. They're still not out of it, but they are also like not in it. So it's it's yet another frustrating Red Sox season. It it you mentioned the Blue Jays in there, and at what point do the Blue Jays sell off, and how do we get involved in in getting Vladdy Jr. How I'd like who do I need uh, to if if Vladdy Jr became a Red Sox player, it would be perfect. It would be awesome. He's someone who, like, we need. Power hitter, first baseman. Um, ass like no. a dump truck. They, they would, yeah. If he backs that ass up into Boston, that would be pretty awesome. But they're they're not going to. They're, they're too young and good. They have a ton of, like, young, awesome pieces that – But so is Baltimore. They're not going to sell off. So is Tampa Bay. Well, Baltimore's four games behind Tampa. And that's what I mean. Like Tampa's so young, uh, Baltimore's so young and good. At what point do you have to shift your window a little bit and say we're Toronto and we're not going to beat those teams if we're not beating them with Bo Bichette and and Vladdy Jr. right now? What's to make us believe that we're going to do it in two years? They they will. They could easily go on a run and catch up. Like they they. They they're better than Baltimore. Baltimore's a good young team, but Toronto's just so they're just super talented. And then the Yankees too. The Yankees are just kind of they're good. they're in there too, just hanging around. Um, the Angels have gotten How better. How sad is the fall Texas from is Grace? 
how sad of a fall from grace for the Yankees that that they hold that team flat from last year and they just re-sign and now they're fighting for third place in the AL East. I mean, they're only six games behind. They're yeah. 34 and 24. They're only six games behind Tampa. So they're, you know, they're uh, they're they're in it too. I mean, I don't know. The Red... I just want to have a fun summer. I just want to watch some games and be interested, I guess. And it's not looking good. It's not trending in that direction. Marcelo got called up to double A. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but he won't be up till next year. He won't. He won't I think he'll play at the end of this year. Yeah, I doubt it. But we'll see. All right. Well, that sucks, Tuck. So I think we're just going to dive right into the end, into the silly breakfast topic, unless anyone else has anything to add about any of the local sports teams um, or national, depending on what you're doing. But uh, so, yeah, so silly breakfast topic today is if you could pick one NBA team that didn't win the title from, you know, from a certain year, one NBA team from a different year to win the title, um, to have won the title in the year they were, you know, they were close. Which team would you pick? Who wants to start? I'll go first. Um, mine would be the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. They went 47 to 19 that season. Um, this is the team with, they were the two seed. The team with uh, Kevin Durant, um, James Harden, um, who's the third one? Russell Westbrook. Just like a fun young team. I think, I don't know if they had Serge Ibaka yet, but they made it to the finals. They looked, did they have Serge? I believe they did. And I I believe that they had, did they? Even Adams? Uh, Uh, They had Serge, yes. They did have Serge. I believe. Yeah. Uh, but either way, they, they it was a fun team. Like, it could have been the beginning of, like, a cool, like, dynasty, you know, with those three guys. And I think them losing to – they lost to the Heat in six games, five games. I don't know. They lost to the Heat four to one. I think it was five. Yeah, it was five. And that just kind of, like, completely derailed – like that, that whole team, the dynasty, you know, like the potential dynasty uh, made me, I don't know, not like LeBron even more because him and Wade and Bosch just kind of stopped this fun young team. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, like the Kings team from this year, you know, fun, young, making their way. But um, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I don't have any special love for the Thunder or anything, but I just think that could have been a start of a fun streak if they were to have won that series. And I know they probably didn't stand a chance in hell obviously against that heat team, but um, yeah, that's my pick. All right, Tyler, what do you got? So for me, I, I mean, there are a couple teams and one of them just popped into my head, but the one that, that keeps coming back is actually along the same lines. And strangely enough as the Oklahoma city thunder is the 95, 96 uh, Seattle supersonics. Had they won that title, I don't think that we have an Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I mean, maybe maybe they still do sell out of, out of uh, Seattle, but I do believe that it's one of the great logos and great 
color schemes that just doesn't exist in the NBA anymore just because of that sale. Um, most of the reason why I really – the glove, Sean Kemp, Detlef Schrempf, Nate McMillan, really just a full squad of dogs on that team. They had the Rain Man just dunking on everyone. Gary Payton playing some of the best defense and, and point guard that has ever been played. And they had one of the best coaches and all-time coaches that has never won a title in George Carl. Read his book and talks a lot about that season. And uh, one of the things that, that really stuck with me when I read it years ago was how fascinated George Carl was with the idea that Detlef Schrempf could palm the ball off from the dribble. So every dribble, he could just palm the ball and pass it. And apparently that was not a thing in the NBA. Like it's going to be with Wambanyana and everyone these days. Nice. I love it. I like, I like both picks so far. So uh, I'll go now. And my pick is the 1992-1993 Phoenix Suns. Sir Charles. So Sir Charles. I want Sir Charles to have that title. I want it so bad. If I could pick one player to have a title that never got a title, it would be Charles Barkley because he is you know, probably my favorite person on TV in general in that TNT crew. Um, but just talking about the team, they were uh, fifth of 27. Um, they were 57 to 25. Uh, they, they were first in points per game. Uh, they had the best offensive rating in the NBA. They were ninth in defensive rating. So net rating was their fourth at plus 6.7. And they were just a really fun team. I mean, yeah, Danny Ainge, Dan uh, Barkley, uh, um, yeah, Ke- Kevin Johnson, uh, Dumas, or um, Chambers. Just like a lot, of, like just a lot of like a lot of fun players, and just like you know, just like a really skilled offensive team. And I, there's a few other things that would fall out from this happening. Uh, from their their thing is obviously Charles would have a ring and Shaq could never lord that over him that he is ringless it, like he does all the time on TNT. So I absolutely would love for him to never be able to do that. Um, but it would also take a ring away from MJ. So he would be, you know, say that things still went the same. Like after that, he'd be five and one or who knows? It could have been maybe... Maybe things could have maybe things could have changed in the NBA in general, but like there's the think about the argument of LeBron versus MJ in general and how toxic it is, and you know a lot of the MJ people are, um, which I you know I I lean MJ, but like MJ has six titles in six goes at the in the finals, but imagine if he was five and one and. LeBron made all those finals and he has four. It's like, that makes things even more interesting. Like think about, think about all the outcomes that would happen from this one championship. Yeah. I'm actually with Scotty Pippen and I think Jordan is mid, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Scotty. What, what is, what, what a fall from grace he's, he's had. He's just, he seems like such a bitter and old with man MJ's at this point. Son effing his he's, ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a little uncomfortable with that. He's lashing out a little bit. You know, you know what team that I thought of that Dalton mentioned briefly there, and I thought you were going to go that direction in a team that should have won the early any of the early two thousand Sacramento Kings. 
Vladdy Divac, Peja Stoyakovic, yeah. Bibby or Jason Williams, like, White Chocolate, yeah. and and Chris Webber. Chris Webber, he's one of the most forgotten NBA players of all time who was so, so good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a definitely good pick, too. Yeah, so I think that uh, about – yeah, do you guys have any other, um, you know, any any other teams you want to shout out before we end? Basically, any we're, team we're that lost. Throwing around the magic. Yeah, basically any team that lost to the to the Bulls during that that era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the episode. Um, yeah. Thank you, and welcome back to Silly Breakfast. We are excited to be back. We're going to be back every week in some fashion. Um, we'll be diving into kind of other other parts of our lives uh coming the come the nba off season so we'll see how this goes and we are excited to to talk to you guys so yeah we love you and goodbye love you love you guys bye bye